Global plays like the Cube. Hey, I'm Adele. And I'm Anna. And we are ACAD Productions. Get ready to nod your head and laugh out loud as we bring an unfiltered perspective to black life in predominantly white spaces. So, welcome to the Head Nod, season one, Black Life at a PWI. Black at PWI, unique stride I claim. Facing challenges ain't playing no game. Diverse voices rise, unity's the aim. In ivory halls, we leave our mark, no shame. Melanin radiates, standing tall and strong, breaking stereotypes and proving them wrong. PWI's the stage where we belong. Black excellence shines, we keep moving on. Learning, thriving, embracing our roots. In this world of contrast, we redefine pursuits. Black at a PWI, we break through ceilings high, elevating minds, blazing trails in the sky. Boom, 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 boom. This rap was brought to you by the one and only Chat GPT. Where there are lots of ivory halls and yes. melanins. <laughs> and, 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 and breaking chains. <laughs> We're still breaking chains. Welcome to the head nod. Boom, boom, boom. Um, DJ Treacy Treats is a veteran DJ of 10 years and now a full-time managing producer and senior account manager with Studio 71 Podcast. She is the executive producer of Trendy Media Group and a freelance producer with DCP Entertainment on multiple projects, which we thoroughly appreciate. As a podcaster, Treese is a co-host of the LA Sparks Weekly Post Game Show, host of The Spark, a commentary podcast, and host of Lakers, I Choose You. So you're just all about the L.A. side of things, clearly. Yes, clearly. L.A. sports over, over everything, okay? And specifically basketball. I ain't doing none of the other ones. They always <laughs> ask me, I'm like, I'm only talking about basketball. <laughs> That's it. I get it, for sure. So with each guest, we always ask them to tell us what school they went to. And if your school had a call out for us, it's Penn State. So we go, we are, and then a response, Penn State. So what is your school and the call out? So I went to Purdue University main campus in West Lafayette, Indiana, and our call out is Boiler Up. We are the Boilermakers, which is very confusing for people because they think it's the train. Our mascot is a train. <laughs> but the Boilermaker is the man who shoveled the coal and throw the coal into the fire, actually. Gotcha. That's the Boilermaker. <laughs> so we are the Boilermakers, but we have a train. Um, and that's because our school is on the land grant where the uh, railroads uh, connected so agricultural school but you know in in the middle of indiana that's where i went to school look at you knowing the history I, and the reason why i was a tour guide <laughs> I, was I was just about to guy. say i just learned a lot <laughs> I, I just learned a lot right there there's still Tracy a piece of the track a tour guide? yeah girl i did everything at purdue i of literally course you did. from beginning <laughs> to end i had a billboard they still use my marketing <laughs> materials at the indiana black expo so if you want to see that every yes. year they have a big you know, just me on the side of there, my graduation picture is the one that they use. I was very happy for that. I worked for marketing and media while I was there. I worked for athletics after the university hired me. So Purdue has continued to feed me. I still talk to my advisors, everybody on okay. campus. So, you know, I had What a I hear, thing. Anna, is we talking to the perfect person on today. That's what I hear. I was like, Trace is the black at a PWI. That is Trace. Seriously, Trace. And Trace, I was a tour guide too. So, yeah. Yeah, we share yeah. that in common. 
So why a PWI? Why? Uh, okay, so I went to school on the west side of Chicago. I went to Providence St. Mel. So my whole school experience leading up to college was HBCU. I had never had a class with nobody outside of my race. I went to Loop Lab, which was downtown on like 300 North Michigan. So I went to school downtown and then I went to the west side. So I was inundated with black educators. Providence St. Mel is a, a accelerated academy for African-Americans on the west side of Chicago. So I had black teachers. I had the black experience. My teachers was Deltas and AKs and all these great things. My uncles were Sigmas. So, you know, I wanted to go to a place that I felt was home and that could challenge me, right? So I went and I visited a bunch of schools. I did that. You know, my mama went to Jackson State. So I was... Legs, I could have went there for free, to be quite honest. <laughs> she was getting me there for free. She had called everybody. Wow. We was doing the thing. I was also a band kid, so she was like, Sonic Boom of the South, we doing this. Never happened, okay? I went to Purdue, and I was like, you know, this feels like home. It's about an hour and 45-minute drive away from home. Um, so I ended up going there, and I loved every single minute of being. There was not one minute that was unaccounted for at Purdue. I'm still a legend there. They still talk about me. I still go back and I still volunteer. I love it. I'm going to go back in November for an alumni night around entrepreneurship. So I'm still plugged on my campus. I love Purdue. <laughs> Trees, I have no doubt that you did not waste a single minute on that oh, campus. Not, not a, minute. a single minute. Okay. All right. Folks. You get to talk about all of this, y'all. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So you walk on campus and you are a first year student, you're a freshman. Where do you find community first? What did, what did Treese get into? They oh my won. God, I, they I know won. the story, you know the story, I'm going to tell you. So I was I was going, and I went to, Purdue has a program called Boiler Gold Rush, where freshmen get to move in like a week or two earlier than the rest of the students so they can acclimate to campus. You know, do all the weird stuff like find your classes, find out where you got to eat before there are thousands of people. There's about five or 6,000 kids in BGR, which is the Boiler Gold Rush orientation program. So my parents dropped me off for that. And um, they set up all my stuff. And my, my dad and my mama, they are independent people. They always knew I was independent. I started school when I was 17. So they dropped me off. And I could not believe they ain't take me out to eat or nothing. They was like, all <laughs> right. said bye. <laughs> Peace. Got to get back on 65. That Your mom you know? was probably like, you didn't go to the school I wanted you to go to so bad. <laughs> Goodbye. That's exactly. Good luck. That's basically what they said. Hit me with. And I remember that door closed and I sat in my room and I cried for like oh. two minutes, two solid minutes. I cried, but then I sat and I thought and I was like, if you continue to cry, you're going to have to do this every day. Mm -hmm. So I wiped my tears and I was like, I'm going to go outside and make some friends. So I went outside and um, I seen a black girl across the street and I was like, hey, girl. And she was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'm Trees. And she was like, come across the street, Trees. So then I came across the street and she was hanging out with some of her friends and I just went in, I went in the apartment and it was other people there. And I was like, what's going on, y'all? I'm Trees, you know, like introducing myself and shit. She ended up being my roommate sophomore year, one of my longtime friends. So from that one interaction, <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of how I started my friend group. I just hollered across the street because I saw another black person. I was like, all right, I'm looking, I'm looking. Boom, they go one across right. the street. And she ended up being from Michigan. So it's like I had already knew some people from Michigan, not at Purdue. I didn't know nobody. So I went into this experience with nobody from my high school or nothing there. So, um, yeah, that's how I started. I just literally put myself out there and was like, you want to be my friend? She was like, yeah, we can be friends. <laughs> like, whatever. I love that you just yelled 
Hey girl, across the street. <laughs> no, y'all, hey it's girl. inseparable. Because we do that, That's right? so Chicago. It That's is. So Chicago. It is. I will give that to y'all. So, yeah, her it, mama it, and was moving her in, too. So it was like, I talked through. to her, her mama, her, her brother. Like, it was just like a family reunion situation. I'm like, what y'all getting into? They're like, we about to go get something to eat. And I'm like, all right, cool. We go. I'm hungry, it literally too. Turned, and that was my friend group. Yep. I love that. Because yep. it's like, we always try to find each other. Like, especially that first day. Like, where we at? And you just kind of see us standing out amongst everyone <laughs> while at those schools. Yep. So while you're there and you just, you know, found your first friend, what were some of the first groups you were a part of? And like, what were those experiences? Um, okay. So uh, Purdue has this thing called, it's a learning community. So I actually lived on the floor where I had a couple classes with other people um, who had the same similar interests. It's almost like a minor. So my learning community was entrepreneurship. So um I, that was one community that I was in. Like we had the same couple classes that uh, first semester, you know, and uh, we got to live together and go to eat together and stuff like that. So I joined that. And then um, I was a Dean Scholar, like a Dean's, I don't even know, liberal arts, Dean's College something. I don't know what they called it, but that allowed me to be a tour guide. So I was getting cool with all the administrators because I was just going to the office and chill. Um, it was this uh, diversity group. I forget. Oh, it's called Driven. It stood for something, but I don't know what it stands for now. nowadays. It was an acronym. But we pretty much went out and created, like, different diverse events that people from different cultures could, like, mix and go with, right? So I did that. And then immediately I knew I was going to be a Zeta because my uncles was all Sigma, so I knew the blue and white. Like, the first day I was on campus, I was hanging out with the Zetas. I had already located them, found them. <laughs> they had took me to Walmart. We was chilling. Like, them was my homegirls from day one. I was locked in with the Zetas. So this is all of these things that I'm talking about. It didn't take me six months to build no community like that. Like, I was hanging out at the Black Cultural Center. I um, went to the... Um, um, the Black Student Union, all of their events and everything, you know, just participate, be yourself, you know, show people like, I, I, I'm in this class too, you want to study, like you want to do whatever, like also my residence hall, you know, walking around and being friendly, having my door open, you know, people, you live in a residence hall and it's like everybody just sitting here with their door closed on their computers, it's like I would have my door open and be like, what you in here doing? And just walking around and talking to people, so... That's that's pretty much how I was in like 10 clubs and then I still was hooping. I was at the gym. So I was in <laughs> doing all these intramural clubs. I joined rugby. Um you to my daddy rugby? I played rugby my freshman and sophomore. I still got one of my good friends, Shamara. She's on the US rugby team. She just visited me here in LA. We still have a, a, a relationship as well. So my daddy made me quit because my insurance was gonna get high. Because rugby is very rugby is rough. Yeah, rugby don't stop. That's why I said you play rugby. It's very dangerous. Rugby is not, would not suggest that. And yeah. it's, I mean, no pads. You just, and we, I was traveling. It was a lot of drinking. It just was crazy after a while, but I quit it. But I had a, a lot of friends that was out there and doing that. So it's just like really inundated myself and I wasn't scared. I filled every minute with things I was interested in to see what I wanted to do. And then I figured out my, this major is crazy. And then it kind of just progressed from there, you know. <laughs> I don't know about our listeners But I am tired And I think we just made it through like Halfway of freshman year Now I don't know what's going to happen these next three years As we keep talking but Right, she's she not even in two, three, or four She's still a freshman, <laughs> she All still freshman. True, I have hundreds and thousands of people Who could vouch for this That I have literally had crazy occurrences with at Purdue or traveling on Were behalf of Were you an RA? Did you become an RA? I was an RA for, I, I, so I was in college for five years. I was an RA for four. I and knew the only it was coming, Anna. I, I knew it was coming. 
That was the best. R- I got RA of the year several times. Okay. I was a lazy RA though, but I got it when I, I tried. I loved my community. My girls on my floor, we were having programs. I remember I threw a Super Bowl party and I dressed up with the pads and everything. I was running down the hallway and blowing the whistle and getting people to come out. I got them to buy a popcorn machine. You know, it was it was wonderful. It was a wonderful time. I loved, and I was at an all-girl residence hall, so it was like I didn't have to deal with the drama of being, you know, with mixed genders because I prefer to be around a company of women anyway. So it was just wonderful. <laughs> and I, I can tell you, RA. yeah. The second you said I kept my door open, I was like, Treese was an RA. Because <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. that's the vibe right there. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Drinking the Kool-Aid. When they said this, this is a meaningful life, I was like, all of this is good stuff. And Purdue actually has, y'all can look this up, one of the top RA programs in the country because they pay 100% of your tuition and then you oh, get wow. a stipend on top. So you're also being like you're a paid ambassador on behalf of the university. So it's pretty it's pretty rigorous to get inside of the program, and yeah. I rocked that out the whole time. So that's awesome. I, I love that I can have that as well. That was another yeah. community. I did that for a little bit in the apartments. They only did like a meal stipend and part of your your room and board. Like it wasn't like fully, but it helped, but not as much as it did. Girl. <laughs> yeah, I was in the staff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, Anna, this, year, this year one. This year one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we made it to year two with RA stuff. Yeah, we in year two. We in, we in year two. And this is when I this is when I joined my sorority. And that's a big part, because you know what I mean? Like I was one of the first people in my group of like freshmen to come in that actually came out as Greek. Uh, me and my sorority sister. So it was like us and then the Sigmas came out the next day. So it was like we were super cool with our LBs and all of that. That was a huge thing for me because Indiana, being Greek and black and at a PWI is already a small a pool. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like when I joined Zeta, I told them I want to be a performer. I'm a stepper. I'm going to bring us more people. So I was immediately went into recruitment. <laughs> I started recruiting and making our chapter bigger. We started, we got to compete in a lot of different, you know, Sprite step off uh, uh, trials, in, statewide step shows. We traveled and did Detroit and won money over the summers. We nice. went, we stepped in Chicago step shows. You know what I mean? So it was like a sisterhood of these like, young like women who were like really working at this and we were going around and we were doing good things we were working with the youth and you know donating things and doing march of dimes um another thing we started was a program on uh, to raise money for march of dimes march for babies and i would put this zeta uh not, not zeta but like a cat mascot costume on and i would go around campus and be dancing and stuff and like collecting money going from office we would get hundreds and hundreds of dollars from stuff like that this man been the this second like, costume in 10 minutes that you didn't put on you i was gonna get you excited to be a part of your experience i was gonna have you be like man i came to college for a reason this is special this is a that's what i was there for i was all about the experience you made everybody happy to be a Boilermaker. Even if they didn't know what a Boilermaker was. You, I was going to tell them. You and I was going to tell them. Like, you should be proud. Them. You should be, that train don't move if that man don't hit that shovel with that. Hello? <laughs> you don't know how to make work? <laughs> this is a steam engine. You got to get the shovel and get in, and then you can't stop. If you stop, the train stops. Trace, what you used to do we with the games? How, how were you at the games? Like, did you oh, go to lit. the Yeah, I just need to know. 
All of my friends were on the teams as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a lot of good basketball and football players, Kawan Short, Etwan Moore, um, a lot of good WNBA players as well, uh, Michaela Hauser, KK Hauser. You know, so like I was, these were my friends, but I w- would go, I would interact, I would do the club stuff that was there. Um, as an RA, I would ha- take my floor to the games. Oh, nice. Uh, that was another thing. So, I mean, every sport, even volleyball. I didn't been to volleyball games, I didn't been to Purdue badminton games. Um, my job when I was on campus, I worked as the uh, supervisor at the gym. So I would supervise all the intramural sports. So all I was a referee for volleyball. I would do sand volleyball. I promise you, man, <laughs> all of this is true. When did you I go know. to class? When was class? When did you sleep? I didn't really do. I didn't really go to class. <laughs> How could you? Thank God. I'm glad we got then there. We okay, got so there, Anna. Then we got there, Anna. Then we know. Something had to give. Something had to give. Where is it? Sleep and, or go class? It was. You didn't go to class. Gotcha. Class had to go. And what you know. My one of my advisors, Martia Brana, she was our sorority life uh, advisor at the time. She's also my sorority. She's a Zeta. So. It's like she would. I would come to her office every day at 10, 11. She'd be like, "Okay, what, what time are you going?" I'm like, "Girl, I didn't miss all my classes. I'm about to go to lunch." Like, college <laughs> was 100 about networking. I went to talk to all my teachers. They all knew where I was. They knew if I wasn't present, I was still working on things. I really wanted to be there, but I, for some reason, I couldn't do. It. And you know, Purdue it. also. When I was a uh, freshman sophomore, you talk about how big the classes are. Those are your your general classes at that point. So. My first class was a bio 210 class. It was 900 people. I was the only mm-hmm. black face. It was at 7 o'clock in the morning. It rained. I rolled my bike to class a mile. In the rain, I looked, I looked up. I said, boy, am I out of my league. I don't even know how to interact with none of these people. We're using clickers and all kind of shit in it. I mean, the teacher had wrote the textbook. I was like, I, you can't even fool him. He mm-hmm. a dumb. It's his. Mm-hmm. He wrote the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. That's what I voluntarily jumped right into. So the learning curve was there, but it's also re- really where I learned to negotiate and find out what what people are interested in. As long as you find mutual interest, you can convince people to do whatever. You know what I mean? Like my mm-hmm. teachers understood the kind of person that I was. They saw my personality. They're like, "This girl gonna be successful no matter what she do. She gonna convince somebody to give us some money or do some." You know? So it's like, am I gonna do all of the blog posts? Probably not in a timely fashion. Right? <laughs> you know? Are they going to get done? And is it going to be meaningful? Absolutely. Yes. But it was some homework that was like math. I had to be in that mug. I had a little routine for that. You know what I mean? Now, you know all of those gen ed classes. But my major was sales. My, my my whole goal at the end was to sell somebody to hire me. You know what I mean? Sell yourself. Get a job. I had I was doing all the things. So college for me really wasn't like... I had to go to law school after it or, you know, I was my yeah. last year, especially I took weightlifting, bowling. Um, they had a wine tasting class. A wine tasting class? <laughs> what? had to be 21 to get into it and they come get you in this little van thing. I think I took astrology, geology. Like I was just like. This is such a, this is such a PWI moment. And let yes. me tell you why. Because the way the money is set up, to offer such things wine. like wine tasting, wine tasting yeah. classes. You know Made what I'm saying? Somalia, Somalia is leading the class. It's like, of course. And of they course. had, they had and Anna, they had, they had a bus come pick them up. So they, they be 
basically were covered. Right. right. Yeah. 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 You're inebriated. Get yeah. a ride. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to offer this, we got to do it right. We got to make sure Don't you're Don't nobody safe. want no lawsuits. Nobody wants right? lawsuits. No. Oh no one's no. drinking and driving. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, I time, y'all. That's we are we. What year we in? Too. I'm a Zeta. I'm we, stepping. Well, you, oh, yeah. then I became. I wasn't the president of my chapter, but I was the president of the MPHC. So I was the president of the whole council. So now I'm leading all the Greek events. I got what's Greek MPHC? What's MPHC? Uh, National Panhellenic Council. So that's like the Divine Nine the council that manages that. But as the president of that, I now have to go network with the other council presidents, which would be the uh, NPC, the National Panhellenic Council. Funny. I think it's just Panhellenic Council, I think. PHC, I don't know. The girl one and the boy one um, that I can't remember the <laughs> words to right now, but they, I made a lot of good lifetime friends in there too. So I was networking with the leadership of the white sororities while I was leading the black sororities mm. and fraternity. You know what I mean? Like, so then um, I started, and then we had this, uh, the alphas on our campus, Alpha Phi Alpha, they had a um, program, it was called the Diversity Step Show. So we would go and we would partner up with white fraternities and frats uh, and sororities, I'm sorry, and then teach them steps and stuff, but in their own thing, like not teach them our stuff, but teach them steps. And now I won that mug every year we was running. Th- <laughs> I took 18 girls from Delta Gamma. When I tell you I had a boy and a girl team mix, it was 20, 30 people. Man, I, if I could find this video, y'all, one year we had a SWAT theme and it was so cold. I had them girls up there in SWAT vests and they was stepping <laughs> and people was like, this is crap. But it was a lifetime, you know, it was a it was a moment of a lifetime for them because they got to learn a little bit of our culture and they weren't mm. doing it in a way that was like pandering or like trying to take our culture. It was like right. us passing something to them. And we got to hang out at their houses. So they invited us to their sleepovers. They had resident, they had like a, a dining court in their houses, these big, beautiful million dollar houses. Purdue has, has one of the top three Greek systems in the in the country as well. So like one third of the people who go there are Greek. Wow. Whether it's a co-op living or something, everybody. Pre- wow. Recruitment, you see, when it's coming at the beginning of the semester, it's like, okay, how many came into the class? 6,000 freshmen? Okay, how many can we get in this sorority? How many can we get? Like, it's a... Yeah, but also Purdue is going to challenge you to be a leader, and that's what all those organizations are doing. Like, you can't get out of Purdue and not have no leadership position, never joined the club. There's no way. I don't know no students who did that. I didn't know there was more space, Tree. She was doing everything. How could that be? What? Because what? she okay. wasn't going to class. That's what it was. Because oh, she wasn't in class. We, we covered that. And the class was optional. You know what I mean? <laughs> Junior and senior year, I had to go to class. You had All to. Right? At, at some point, you going. had to go. But I was going to say, I do like that. Like, you don't hear about that often about, like, the historically black sororities and fraternities doing things with the other groups, the other sorority fraternities on campus. That's really dope. Like I like that y'all were kind of able to kind of bridge the gap and share those mutual experiences amongst each other. That's really awesome. Like that's great. Yeah, and it's yeah. intentional. We had we knew we had to be intentional about it. I think Purdue is has traditionally been a safe space for people to kind of battle that out in in Indiana, which is weird because you know the Ku Klux Klan was founded in Indiana, not too far from from Purdue University. So it's like traditionally we've had these racial issues. There's a place that all the black people hang out on campus that's called the tree. There was an incident in the 60s and 70s where 
there was a noose hung on that tree and they stood there in resistance and present day black people just stand there because they hanging out. I actually had a chance to work with uh, the local uh, police council while I was there to make it, it was illegal at the time, but all the Greeks used to paint the tree at night. We used to just go at night and you paint for your week of events or whatever. You got the tree and everybody would be hanging out and people would be like, who's painting this tree, whatever. But I actually worked to like change the on-campus legislation so that we weren't breaking the rules and we could let them know, like, we're doing this as insignificance of our culture. Let's make it a moment. Mm -hmm. Let's put a plaque out here. They had already had kind of chairs and stuff out there, but we would have our yard shows there. Like, it was important for us to continue the legacy of where the, the last black people left us off. Nesby, you know, is at, at Purdue, founded at Purdue. So you have this huge engineering organization that for black people who was founded right here on our home turf. And we have this long lineage and history of people in performing arts, even who have done stuff at Purdue university. So we've been doing things that have been special for a while. And the black community, I think does a really good job of like including their own and, and creating an experience. If you want to participate in it. That's dope. I love that. I think that part that you said right there is the key. If you choose mm -hmm. to participate in it, right. I think there has to be some active and intentional participation on one's part to find the community mm -hmm. so that you're not isolated. When you talk about being one person in a class of 900 some odd 100. people, yep. that is, that's a lot. That's Going a lot. from a Providence St. Mail where there were 26 people in my graduating class. Yeah. I know all of the people who I graduated with by name, first, middle, mm -hmm. last. We sat next to each other at some point. And that's like yeah, a shock to the system. It's like, yeah, I, I, I get that because my graduating class was 80. My whole student body was 400 students. So it, to go from that to those major school where a class is 400 minimum, you're, you're like, I, I would go and be like, I'm just a number. They don't know I'm here. I'll just stay at home and, and do the work because you also learn about how you learn, like what systems mm -hmm. work for you. And it, it feels like even beyond you learning in a traditional standpoint, you learned overall, like how to move, how to flow as an entrepreneur. Like you said, working in sales, getting people to really understand your groove. So I, I really love that for you. I was going to ask, um, what was the social like nightlife culture there? What were the events and stuff? What was were there parties? What was that vibe on campus? Absolutely. I was a hundred percent involved in orchestrating, participating, turning the parties up. Not only just at Purdue, but I travel. I was at Bradley University. I'm telling you, from 2007 to 2012, anybody in the Midwest could know me. For various reasons. Chicago State, I was there. The Zetas, they're cool with me. Indiana University, we used to go down to UK. I mean, there were so many places that we went. So the nightlife at Purdue specifically, to be honest, Purdue is a smarter, like we, there are two state colleges. There's Purdue University and Indiana University, right? IU is definitely the party school. There's always a party happening every day of the week. It don't matter. You could just walk down the street. It's going to be a party. Purdue ain't really like that because people got a lot to lose there. You know what I mean? A lot of people there on scholarships, the, uh, engineering. They're just two different kinds of schools. The IU is a liberal arts-based school. More creative people go there. Purdue is data scientists and, you know, doctors and people who doing that. All right? Not to say that IU I ain't doing the whole battle with y'all about who's smarter. So don't come <laughs> for me in the comments. What I'm saying is Purdue, you have to, like, either make a party or find a party. You know what I mean? Find a party kind of thing. So the nightlife situation, I was Greek young. I was at every party. Okay? There was never a party that wasn't... I wasn't at. We also did kickbacks is what we call them. I'm sure y'all have them, something like that. We used to call them sips. 
uh, where the Greek people would have a sip, and it's like you have your punch or whatever, and you at whoever's house, um, which was so crazy because I actually was part of the leadership to try to regulate that a little bit too because underage drinking is a huge thing in college. Mm-hmm. So we made a little wristband system to keep ourselves honest because there was a, por- a point where we had to have a dry spell at Purdue in the Greek system. So just giving that out as well. So these sips, you know, were managed pro- properly and appropriately in the best way possible. Um, so you go and it's like almost like a basement party. But think about it. 2007, this is Soldier Boy is out. People are sweating and dancing. <laughs> think of a Sean Paul video, okay? <laughs> With a little bit of Trina. Because, you know, we in the Midwest. So this is like, this is a, a juke party. Most people is from Chicago or from St. Louis or from Michigan, like we said. So it's this melting pot of all of these urban cultures that are used to existing in white spaces. And we already know how to find our space. So we did that. A lot of the parties were thrown by the sororities or fraternities. Or um, sometimes the Black Student Union would have parties and stuff. Those were just different kind of parties. I don't think really people really went to them. But the Greek parties was like the top parties. And then like homecoming, you know, parties, you know. Were you DJing then? I, w- I wasn't at first, but I started DJing at Purdue. So my last couple years, I started DJing the parties and was known for that. Um, but I started with a lot of them basement kind of parties and all of that. Them was the only events I did for free. Um, but yeah, and even my DJ career, Purdue has continued to feed that. Because the first wedding I did was from my mentor that I said, Martia. Like, oh, nice. I did her wedding first. And then after that, everybody from Purdue. I've had like four lines of Purdue people in the family that in families that I've married. Just people, just of all cultures, Indian people, you know, white people. They just like, no, we got a DJ. My sister, she did my sister's wedding. I'm, she did my brother's wedding. Like they still, they still call me to this day. I love nice. it. Um, but they like, yeah, we just rock with you. So, um, but I also do stuff like play our fight song in the in the thing. You know what I mean? I even did some uh, Purdue weddings in Chicago, Anna, uh, by the airport. It's, it's love. I think that's the wonderful thing about Purdue, too, is like if you tell somebody you're a Boilermaker, they look at you different. They're like, I don't care where you at. They're going to look out for you. And it's just it's just a, a cool vibe to have because it's like we have this unique experience of being out in the middle of the cornfield of Indiana and creating this awesome experience of, of school. Yeah. Now, you've talked about your mentors. How important were those black administrators wow. at Purdue to your success on campus, mm-hmm. G? I mean, integral. I have so many. Dr. Zanefia Evans, um, uh, Renee at the, uh, Miss Renee at the Black Cultural Center, Martia, uh, Carl, uh, Carol Ben Davies, who works uh, over at ad- admissions. Um, not at admissions, I'm sorry. She works in student services. Um, at the time, the dean of students, Danita Brown, she don't even work at Purdue no more. I still hang out with them. I've done their weddings. They can call me for anything that they ever need. Um, and then, too, you know, like I was a student. My dad died my senior year right before. Um, I was about to graduate. And when I tell you, I found out my dad died. I called Danita Brown, the dean of students. And I was like, yo, my dad just died. I need help. She handled everything. My, she found me scholarships, transitional things. I didn't have to come back to school. All of my, all of my tests and everything was moved to the next. Like, cause it was right around finals time. She was like, don't even worry about taking them. She, she pushed it all the way back. So I was taking all my finals from last semester and the semester at the, at the same time, just at graduation. Like there was no way I could make it without these people. <laughs> and they still show up for me. It's crazy. It's like, I don't, I don't really know how I could repay them or pay them forward. It's like, dang, they, they have literally become like my life mentors just based off me having that community at Purdue. 
I yep. love that. Yeah, I think you're paying them back with all your success, homie. Yeah, I was about to I say that. That's all you yeah. got to do. And I was going to yeah, say. They, they, they still follow me. They still rooting for me. They like, we see you out there in L.A. doing your thing. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it's like you for know. them, when you when you win, they win. And that's that's the blessing in that. And then also, I know at the top of it, when we started, started talking, you were saying, like, you still do stuff for Purdue and, like, within the school right now. So you're kind of paying it yep. back that way. So what are some of the things you're involved in now? Um, some of the things that I do now is um, the entrepreneurship college. Actually, I was like one of the first classes to graduate with that. They call it a certificate, but it's it's really, really integrated. Like some of those teachers that I met are some of the smartest in the business that have been consultants for big companies like Salesforce, Coca-Cola. Richard Feinberg was one of my teachers that really taught me about consumer behavior and creating like figuring out how to sell things and really like taking apart your mind, you know, like, so some of these people have like worked, uh, worked at and have taught in Cranert School of Business, like all of these things, like I go back and I, I visit that college, the Black Cultural Center, I try to do as much as I can, if whether it's programming, um, anything they really need. The Greeks, I still mentor, they can call my phone, uh, my local chapter, I still talk to them girls all the time, the young girls, they like, do you got the steps? They got my Google Drive with all our steps in it from way back when, we documented the whole journey, so it's like, Whatever is called, I just got an email. Martia hit me up on Facebook and was like, yo, we um they having an alumni um entrepreneurship kind of think tank for all of us to come back to campus and kind of do some philanthropic things and pay it for it. I'm happy to fly out in the middle of there. I literally I love going back to campus. It's all it always refuels me, reinvigorates my fire. And to see how much has changed on there. They got little robots that follow you around and deliver your pizza and stuff now. I'm like, <laughs> how is this possible? <laughs> in this short amount of time, <laughs> you know? So um, those are just some of the things that I do, but getting getting involved with your local college, the um, sports, if you can, you know, following your team. I'm not really involved in athletics as much as I can, but more of the schools and the black experience. And um, even my best friend, she was a, she's a Delta at our school and she just went back and did a retreat with her people, like, like last weekend, <laughs> like we're still community leaders. She's a lawyer in Georgia. She took time out of her time out of her day. She got kids, a husband. He also went to Purdue. He's an engineer um, working at uh, Purple Mattress and doing some things there. So it's like you got all these people who doing things, who are community advocates. And I just stay plugged with my same people and we just do what we do on the, the other sides of the world. But we always get together and have that hard work and just these great times in common. That's dope. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I love I hope it. I'm telling Purdue. Yes. Purdue probably gonna be like, Treese, we have <laughs> you are not you gonna get your money's worth. That school is gonna challenge you. Ain't nobody ever graduated from Purdue and not had a resume. They make your ass stand up. We had this career fair, y'all. It's just I know I'm just killing it here with these stories, but we at this in the middle of our campus is this courtyard where we all just you just kind of say hi and bye. Everybody kind of crosses there. But they set up this job fair. And they set that mug up for like two weeks and you be standing outside waiting in line. But they like every student needs an internship. <laughs> so it was one wow. year and we have a great career office as well. Veronica Rahim was my mentor there. Another black girl. She um, black woman. She's a, a member of Delta Sigma Theta as well. She went one summer. It took me 26 interviews to land an internship. But my daddy had told me, you can't come live here. I help you live anywhere else. You got to have an internship. I literally did a camp, a leadership camp to buy me more time because I still didn't have an internship. And I finally got the call from Frito-Lay. She went through 26 interviews with me. Notes, 
like looking at major companies and I, I landed the job at Frito-Lay in sales. So, I mean, and that was a good paying internship. I remember I was making like 4000 a month. I'm like, how they got money to be paying me? I'm in college making huge <laughs> money, but opportunities. And they they gonna challenge you. Work on your resume. Go yeah. out there. Show them you a student leader. Know how you got to take speech. Your one of your first classes on your schedule as a freshman is speech. They don't let you skip it. Speech and business writing. This is what we're doing. So it's like when you're in that environment and you're groomed, and now I'm competing with people who are were in different arenas and different places that I'm not used to competing with. You you turn until you find your flow. You turn into this beast. Everybody called me Trista Beast in college. I also was a rapper. I ain't even tell y'all nothing about that. Oh, but I dropped it was a studio. My, <laughs> studio in my dorm room. Sorry, no Barbie dropped 2010. Shouts out to Box the Artist. She was also on that joint. That's my childhood homie. But she's a, a famous artist now in Indianapolis. And her work is all over the airport and murals and all kind of stuff. But yeah, we was dropping mixtapes. I was doing shows. I was. Living the life, y'all. Listen, my antennas went up. You said, sorry, no Barbie? That's the name? Sorry, no Barbie was the name of my mixtape, yo. I was treated to be. I need to hear this mixtape. I need to hear this mixtape. It's not in distribution right now. I only got my hard copies. I was selling it. This That's actually how I figured out I wanted to be a DJ because I was like booking shows. I was I had recorded this, this album. It took us forever to do. We out shopping it. I'm selling it in my trunk. And then I'm like, I only made like $1,500 after like three months. I'm like, this is slow. I'm going I'm, to just go play somebody else's music. I'm not about to keep making my own music. So it was no money was not the money I wanted. So then I ended up starting to DJ. And, you know, it was actually a couple DJs um, that took me under their wing. DJ Son, he's a still out there DJing, hustling. Dean, who ain't any DJ no more, but he's executive at Microsoft. But they took me under their wing, and they, I, I would be at the party standing behind them, and they would be teaching me. I got my equipment. They gave me a go. You know, they would give me get. That's literally how I started DJing. Wow. That's yep. awesome. <laughs> Listen, yeah, you, you Y'all need busy. to do a part two. Yeah, basically. Party at this Speaking of music, one of our segments is about being exposed to different types of music. So, you know, coming from being around all black folk, when you got to Purdue, what was some music that you got exposed to that may have been by like a white art artist that you didn't hear prior to anywhere? Purdue? Right. <laughs> yeah. I think country music because I lived in Chicago and I didn't know that shit existed at all, y'all. There was no <laughs> there was no country music in Chicago. 79th and Jeffrey, you can't hear no country music coming from nobody radio. So I was used to do living like that. Um, and then that Garth Brooks, blame it all on my roots. I showed up and boom. Oh, man. I was like, this shit is lit. He basically telling a story about y'all friends in low places. Them y'all, that's hanging with my homies from the crib. So, yeah. Yeah, I got that's why I fell in love with country music. I started mixing that with R&B as a DJ because R&B and country is literally cut from the same cloth if you look at the music history behind it as well. You know what I mean? The blues started it all, and then it was white people and it was black people. Mm-hmm. R&B went rhythm and blues because of the black people, and country music is basically the blues because all they doing is complaining about their life. It's just, <laughs> oh, my wife left me to did the thing. Same thing with R&B and the blues, yeah, you know what I mean? basically. That's basically what happened. So I, once I found country music, I'm like, uh, you know, then you start throwing some little beats up under it. It's like, this music ain't half bad. 
Trace, you almost made Ada fall out her seat. I'm still from the list for you Girl, made Anna fall out her seat. Oh my god, <laughs> man! I, I will air that out in karaoke. Some Coldplay. I had already liked Paramore and all of that. Like I was yeah. a black girl who was into that. But like, man, I mean, just any punk rock, alternative rock. I was into all of it. Even like Billy Joel, touching you, touching me, sweet Caroline. There it is. That's the so many anthems. And it's like, as soon as you get together, it just reminds me, honestly, it's drinking music. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. That's yes. what it is. It's like that. You just get together and you with your homies and you screaming it from the other side. It's like, man, it hit like City <laughs> Girls, but it's completely. <laughs> <laughs> And Billy Joel touching you, touching me. Oh Sweet Caroline. Gosh. Not a hit like City Girls. It really <laughs> do. Because I mean, that beginning of that music, come on. Hey, Journey. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. That, that piano get to playing, you be like, you be in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shoulders, shoulders. <laughs> you get to go on. By the end of it, you all in. By the end of it, you all in. Yes. You I'm right. Play that tonight. I'm going to be walking my dog, man. Who don't oh stop let it make you believe it'll make yeah, you believe yeah by that last note you oh believe in you all in you believe in yes you be all in yeah i'm gonna have to go back through them i love them songs i ain't met one song that even that k-pop i got into that that punjabi music they be out there dancing they used to be out there at purdue doing their little performances i to teach me the moves what you doing out there like different cultures you find out like they all got cool shit yeah, they literally all got true. cool shit. If you just take some time to like be like, all right, the beat kind of weird, but you know, I can look with it a little bit. See where they're going with this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I tried pretty much everything. Swing dancing, we got a swing dance club. Purdue is also known for clubs. So girl, anything you want to do, they like, just join. Start one. We don't care. <laughs> we give you money. You need money? We have money. <laughs> and that's the thing. Right? This is what we're talking about. PWIs. These, it feels like endless amount of financial resources at the disposal to be able to create these opportunities. That is, I think, one of the primary differences. I mean, yeah. period. Yeah. It's, there's literally throwing, they're mon- throwing money at your feet. There's yeah. free programs. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. we need somebody to go. I was an RA. They put me in this RA like competition program, and I was in Detroit. They like, here, just take a week, go there. I was competing mm-hmm. with other RAs. I got a trophy. I didn't even know what the hell it was about for yeah. real. But yeah. I got to hang out with me and my other RA buddies. It's like, now I'm winning the wars and getting stipends, and now I'm involved in something else. And yeah, yeah, that's how it be. I know there are other schools that don't have that same uh, afforded thing, but I don't, unfortunately, like, I don't know what that's like. They were literally forcing you to try stuff like yeah. if that doesn't stick try something try else something my else. major mm-hmm. when i was changing my majors i was talking to my advisor and she like this ain't this ain't for you and not that you wouldn't be good at it but you don't have no fire here you should try that sales program but you come in here and talk to me every day like a fucking salesperson <laughs> you need to go over there and talk to sales people and i was like huh and I went over there and I started debating back and forth. I said, this might be my, this might be my home, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just, it really challenged me. And I started getting in different classes and I could take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I can finally drop chemistry because I ain't doing nothing with that. You feel me? Like, <laughs> and then I just kind of created my own adventure. What yeah. was the original major? Now we know. Oh, go ahead. I was in, I was in athletic um, training. 
Yeah. And then it was like health promotion. And then I asked her, what job is this? What job would I do after this? She was like, well, there's not a really job. I said, I need to get out immediately. <laughs> I need a job. I need, this is me as a freshman. This ain't for me. Your goal to get a job. I need money. Nobody paying nobody to do this. I'm not doing no free. No- Girl, get me out of liberal arts. I can't be over here. Just- <laughs> Bye. I don't know. This is not good for me. So yeah, I started doing, but I was also an entrepreneur in college. I was still doing all my things, bootleg CDs, you know, I was, again, doing shows, I was, I had two jobs, I was killing, I'm still doing my same thing I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Now, we know you loved Purdue University, though we have a segment called Click Your Heels Three Times, like the Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home, there's no place like home, there's no place like home. Was there a moment you wanted to click your heels? And just go home. Never. Not one time. And I didn't, I rarely even went home for Thanksgivings and, and all of that. I was going to visiting my friends and parents and, you know, just seeing how other people live. Um, I pretty much, I knew I was a citizen of a, the world when I was small. Like I was a six-year-old that used to buy the newspaper and a fruit bag on the way to school. Mom, can I hold my hand out the window? And man on Lakeshore Drive, he's just like, yeah, you need to. That's I had I had to have a Sun Times and and the fruit bag. So I kind of always knew that like I was gonna be a world traveler and a person that was cool going anywhere and doing anything. So it never felt so wild to me that it was like I want to go home. It was like it wasn't no going back for me. Mm-hmm. And that's not in a bad way. I don't come from a broken home, a terrible home. Like, no, my parents believed in me, hundred grand. My man, hundred grand. They're my investors. Okay, they invested <laughs> in me. I used to be selling them dreams when I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think when I got to Purdue, I was in the perfect place, in the perfect time. And you know, if you want to be involved and you want to go above and beyond, there are so many people who are willing to do that with you. And, and and create opportunities for you in that way. And I knew that I fit. It, it, it was undoubtedly I fit. I yeah. walked around campus one night when I first got there. And coming from noisy Chicago, you know this. It was so quiet I couldn't sleep. Yeah. There, were no, there wasn't a siren. There wasn't a helicopter. It was grasshoppers in darkness. You was literally walking from lamp pole to lamp pole. And I couldn't sleep. So I would just walk the streets at night. And it was so safe. It sounds mm-hmm. crazy, but like I couldn't walk in Chicago. Not couldn't, because I you absolutely could, but it's not advised to be walking around at two or three o'clock in the morning. And it's like I had the opportunity to for the first time in my life not be like, you following me? Let me try to walk up. Let me walk fast. I would just like sit outside and laugh and meet my friends and it was mm-hmm. quiet. Have some peace. Yeah. It was yeah. peace. It was peaceful. It was mad peaceful. Even though it was like, you know, racial tensions at times and all the things that, you know, come with wearing black skin and just going outside. Like, it was mad peaceful. And people weren't really like offensively. Like, I remember one time I left my wallet on the bus and it mug, mug rolled all the way around. And I'm like, dang, I come. The bus come back. And the bus driver's like, I got your wallet. The kid brought it right up. Yeah, I was I was hoping that you would be standing right here. If not, I was going to call your residence hall. And it's like, hmm. people would have got me before. 
And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. even like, yeah. I would want you to lose your fucking ID. You can't get into your dorm without this. Like, I'm going to give it to the, you know, it's just this sense of community. And it's like no ill will. Everybody is really trying to figure out who they are and figure out where they're going to mm-hmm. be. But it's not so much competition that we got to take each other down. It's like you can take your guard down for just a little bit and create this awesome community. And then when you go out in the world, you can you know you got to go out and be who you're going to be. But you always can come back home to Purdue and kind of chill and, and have that. Yeah. It's kind of like you're creating a foundation for yourself, you know, while you're there kind of putting the pieces together with the people. But I definitely feel you with that. Couldn't sleep. Cause I went through something similar my first few nights on campus. It was so freaking quiet. I was like, is that a cricket? Like what are these sounds outside? <laughs> like I can see the stars. This is real. You know, and it's kind of yeah. having those moments where it's like one thing you can't sleep, but also like a piece where you can now focus on yourself and discovering who you are at this age, you know, to try to make plans for who you want to be. So that's, that's really cool. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So our other segment, which you got a million of these moments. <laughs> um, I have a question. So, you know, when you first arrived on campus and you had that aha moment where you knew, okay, I'm in the right space. I made the right decision. What was that moment for you? I've always been a, a person who goes off vibes. You can sit here and sell me whatever, but if something in my stomach don't feel good, if I don't immediately be like, yes, I like listen to the audibles that my body gives me. That's how much I listen to it. So like I knew that Purdue was the place that I wanted to go. It seemed fun, cool, challenging. It just gave me like that welcoming feeling. But once I got into my learning community and I was meeting other 17, 18 year olds that were obsessed with business, couldn't sleep had business ideas, had things that had fleshed out. Like, I no longer felt like that one hustler kid in school who sells CDs, got nice shoes because she got two jobs, got a... You know what I mean? Like, you you get out of that hustle mentality and you you can, you, like, refocus and be like, yo, I could build a business. And then, like, once I started, like, talking to other people in my learning community, they're like, I'm interested in this. I'm interested in this. I mean, this, this dude being... So crazy. I don't know what Ben doing now, but we were so cool. Our all four years we was in our, our learning community and we worked on a website together as a project that if, if we launched it for class, but we never like launched it as a live thing. But it was like a talent matching service for people who wanted to be discovered. Cause you think about it, this is the time we in college when Justin Bieber was found on YouTube. So that was one of the first times where a major artist was found on YouTube. So we were like, man, discoverability is a huge thing. Like, let's build this site where AR, A&R agents have access to all of these songs. You can stand out. You can run ads on it if you want to. Like, it's basically like a MySpace, but only for people who want to be signed. So we pretty much created that. I forget what it was called, but it had a website and everything. And we won a little uh, entrepreneurship con- competition because Purdue was also giving away money. So it was like, if you did good in class, it was like, first place gets... 2000 and you know whatever so it's like we walked away with some bread i don't think we got first but we got top three because we got some money um but like being able to do that it's like that was the first time i had ever really been in an environment where it was like i could spit ideas and people would be like yo that shit tight like what about this and then like they would amplify my vision and it was like okay well what about like everybody who went there believed that they could do it 
whether it was right now, right then, if they was going to act, be actionable on it, like everybody was just on fire. And it was just, it like set off this just fire inside of me that just made me feel like it was okay to be how I was. And like, I, I could never stop. Like you can continue on this discipline path. Providence St. Mill, very disciplined school. You, if, you, if your shirt on the bottom don't match your shirt on the top, it's a $25 fine. You will also have to be, after, if, you don't miss, if you miss your homework, you have to stay at supper club and do your homework for that day for half credit. If you miss that next day, you're suspended from school. That's my high school upbringing. So it's like almost this military school in, into a Purdue environment that's academically rigorous, but it's not as much of that, but I still could keep my same discipline, which still I have to, as an adult today, because I don't miss a workout. You know what I mean? I, I'm not missing. I don't miss anything twice. That's the that's my universal rule. If I miss the gym, miss my vitamin supplements, I never miss anything twice because I need my life and my plan to be on the plan that I'm on so that I can get the results that I want. Right. So Purdue expected that of you. They told you that that was you should be doing that. And then even if you do all those things, it's not guaranteed that you even going to make it. So try harder. And that's not in a way that's like. <laughs> You'll never be good enough because, you know, people, you know, like to get sensitive about, you know, different mental health stuff, but in different mental places that they in. Mental health is definitely important for sure. A hundred percent. Even people like me who tend to do a lot of things and overwork a lot. But it's OK to be your authentic self and to be so laser focused on whatever vision you have in your head. You're not weird. You're not an alien. Orville Redenbacher went to Purdue University. Amelia Earhart went to Purdue University and studied flight. Like, there are several people who were there creating revolutionary products, processes, and companies, and you it, you could be next. You know what? <laughs> we're calling Purdue University. Right. We are not dropping this episode without some money from Purdue University. Okay? Oh, Tristan's did a whole commercial. Listen. Do you understand? They're going to want you to get them some money. They're going to be like, donate. Please, alumni. You got the money. something. Like, I want uh, the marketing department. Right. Seriously. We're going to put you on the line, Trees. You're going to get them to give us some money for this. Okay. Oh, you, you too can be. You too can be Amelia Earhart. Oh, right. <laughs> you too. You can be Oral Redenbacher. Yeah, she started David Hayes. She started no. David Hayes. <laughs> you are the next Boilermaker. Okay. Yes. This is all happening right now. For yes. sure, y'all. And I also, you know, athletics. Drew Brees, you know, all of these great basketball and football players that have come out of, you know, Purdue. It's like it feels, you get the feels when you're there. And all them people, oh, my God, that freshman orientation program I was talking about, 6,000 people with their cell phone in there. The first year, I was there. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. The second year, I was speaking on stage as, mm -hmm. as, a, as a student leader and I was reading off the teleprompter and I'll never forget how I felt to be in front of 6,000 people. I wanted to pee on myself just a little bit. Just a little, you know, bit. <laughs> just a little, little bit. <laughs> Ooh, man, that was crazy. But it, it also, I, once I seen that, I'm like, I need to get back on the stage. I need <laughs> more. Made, I need more. <laughs> yes. More. It's my fame and I want it now. So, yeah, that's how. Purdue just, they always challenge you to even just be yourself, perform, do whatever you want to do. Because they don't, they're not a performing school. So there's not a lot of things that you can do that's creative based. There's no music school that's at our, at IU the um, other state schools. So since there are two state schools, you can't have the same competing program. So all of the creative things are usually down and uh, Purdue is science, technology, engineering, math. So I had to kind of get in where I fit in, but I found a lot of creative ways to express myself. We could tell. We love That's it, Trace. <laughs> Any way you could, it, you did. 
Yeah, we appreciate man. you and, and still do and still do we i, I see so it fun. i understand more now Therese. i understand you more i see you yeah thank this you been great. thank you i feel seen I, I feel like we needed to have this conversation to piece together because we talked about the child entrepreneurship journey but we skipped the college and it's like that's where i got hungry and that's where i found a process and i locked myself in my room i was in a single you heard <laughs> reading getting good figuring out what i wanted to do making the plan so that whenever i had the money i was like i'm gonna execute like this execute like this i'm gonna do this so yeah I, I loved my time there and it really has helped guide me and i still put on my purdue polo every now and then they be yeah, like okay, i saw girl. it the other day <laughs> just in case i need some networking because if i think somebody from purdue is gonna be in there i'm gonna put it on Real i'll put quick. my ring on too yeah <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, thanks for joining us, Trees. This has been great. Oh, same. I feel I forgot this was a podcast. <laughs> I thought we was just talking. That'll I'm here for it though. We just talking. Just talking to your friends. I hope Purdue all we do. Of everything that I say, don't sue me, Purdue, because you don't want the smoke. Okay. I'm your number <laughs> one. Right You're gonna be they the next. To thank space. you. You just recruited. You just recruited for them. <laughs> like for real. Yeah. Free Somebody's mama is listening to this podcast. Somebody's mama is listening to this podcast right you now. You're going okay? to Purdue. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> They're going to be like trees. I'm telling you, if you want to go to Purdue, you better be ready to step up. Because if you look in the slack, they're going to kick you out. That's it. You're going to be like, you're underneath, underneath the grading here. We can't do this anymore. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> tuning in to the head nod podcast don't forget to subscribe and follow us on the cube app and at dcp official across social family follow my sis adele at i am adele coleman across all socials and follow the coolest to ever do it anna deshawn at anna deshawn on all socials listen wherever you get your podcast and if you really dig it leave a rating and a review Keep nodding your heads with us. Until next time, this is the Head Nod. <laughs>